Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for this morning. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 through 39. Some more difficult words at some points, but also life-giving words at others. Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one foes will be remembered because of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Man, so at first glance, you know, I've been preaching recently and I've really been hitting home this idea that what God really wants for this world and for all of us is this idea of peace or shalom, which means to live in right relationship with God, to live in right relationship with other people, and even to live in a right relationship with this world, this created world that we are blessed to live in. And uh, so then when I first read this text today, I haven't come to bring peace. I'm thinking, man, I've just been preaching that over the last uh, month or two during Lent, that Jesus did come to bring peace. So what does Jesus mean when he says, I haven't come to bring peace to the earth, but a sword? Well, I think that when we read this, we have to understand that Jesus knows our human nature and that one of the things that happens when you are a peacemaker, blessed are the peacemakers, he says in Matthew chapter 5, that not everyone will accept you. And in fact, you're going to incite some people to violence. So this sword that he talks about isn't a physical sword, because we see later that Jesus says those who live by the sword will die by the sword. But it's this kind of dividing picture. We, we hear the Word of God talked about as a sword that divides. It separates even, you know, our, our flesh and soul. It, it, it just cuts through everything would be a better way to say that. Gets right to the heart of things. And so when Jesus is talking about coming to bring this sword, what he's saying is this message of peace, this message of forgiveness, this message of enemy love, it's going to divide people. And we know that it does. We know that when you begin to talk about really loving people, that some people will get angry with you. When you begin to talk about being a peacemaker, there are people who will be angry. It's crazy to think that. When you talk about even this idea of unity uh, in this world, there are people who will get angry. 
And if you don't believe that, then just look at the life of Jesus. Jesus comes, he comes forgiving outcasts and people that were labeled as sinners. He invites tax collectors in. Uh, he, he invites religious leaders too. He invites everyone to be a part of this kingdom of God. He, he gives people mercy and compassion and forgiveness over and over and over, and it upsets people. His movement, the way he goes about his movement, actually causes division. And so Jesus is, is just warning those who would follow him that if you really buy into this way of peacemaking, this way of loving your enemies, this way of forgiveness instead of getting revenge, it will upset people. There's a person in our denomination that was at one of our colleges and preached a sermon that really upset people. And when the sermon was analyzed, about 70 to 80% of the sermon were actually the words of Jesus. Uh, but the words of Jesus can be startling when we think about the great love and the great peace of God. And eventually this person was let go for teaching the words of Jesus in the midst of a, a culture that didn't want to hear the words of Jesus at some points. And, and so this is the way of Christ. And Jesus says it will even divide between families. There will be some family members who don't understand why you would follow in this way. And so the, the family is not ultimately the biggest thing in our lives. And that's hard to hear in the United States of America right now. I, I, I think family has become more and more of even an idol that, that many people have just even before COVID, but especially during and since, you know, withdrawn to our own families. And, and the kind of the mentality is I'm just going to take care of me and my, my immediate family and uh, everybody else is, can fend for themselves. At some points that seems to happen. Uh, some people almost worship the family. I watched a show uh, called Parenthood where one of the characters literally said, my family is my religion. And it's, it's a common thing. And Jesus says that when you follow me, not even the family, which the family unit was probably stronger in Jesus' day than it is in our day. Like you lived with your family. You lived in households with your family. A lot of people didn't have the kind of money to have their own place. And so you were all together and, and, and you thought more as a, a communal unit than just an individual. Individualism is really popular in America, but you know we'll move hundreds of thousands of miles away from our family. That would have never happened. So, so to say in his day, not even the family can come before your commitment to your father, to me, uh, your father in heaven, that is. Uh, that was a big thing. And so Jesus is saying that sometimes following Christ will even cause odds within our family. But he promises this at the end, um, that taking up the cross and following him, that it's when we lose our life that we find it. And, and I think what that means is when we put all our eggs in one basket and that basket be following Christ, that everything else begins to be added to us as Jesus says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you everything else seems to take care of itself 
Does it mean we'll always have great relationships with our family? No. Does it mean that everything will go smooth for us? No. But we will have this relationship with God that sustains us. God will be our rock, our refuge, our fortress, to use the words of the psalmist. Um, And even in the midst of the hardship, uh, we will have peace and life and joy and love and all the things that God promises to God's people. So Jesus says here, don't put the family first even. Um, Sometimes my words are going to make people either love you or hate you. It's going to divide people. But if you will lose your life for for my sake, if you'll give your life to me, in other words, follow me with your whole heart, then you'll find a real life and a full life, an abundant life, Jesus says other places, and even an eternal life. In John, eternal life is just simply defined as knowing the Father and the one he sent to know God. And so this is what Jesus is promising here too as well. That that no matter what our life looks like, it's in losing that life. It's in giving it up. It's in letting go of even the closest ties we have. And that's why the family comes into play here. Because those tend to be our immediate first connections when we're born and all throughout our life. Uh, Even if we let go of those ties, not that we give up our family, but that we put Christ before even that Then we find our life as we lose it. And uh, Jesus promises that to us. So today, uh, I would encourage you to lose your life for the sake of Christ. To make Christ the one thing and let all the other things kind of come, uh, come into their place around the center of your life, which is Christ. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning. And I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.